welcome back. This is Jenna and I'm here. Hi Zoe. Hi Jenna. Hi everyone. everyone. We are um, gonna have a bit of fun today and I've just seen that it's the 26th today which is super exciting because both of Zoe and I have our birthdays on the 26th. I'm September, she's March, but that means it's one month until my birthday today. So woohoo, party party. <laughs> Let's just have a whole month of celebration, shall yeah. we? <laughs> if, you, if you know, well, you, if you know me, that's definitely not even a stretch. That's no. probably exactly what I'm planning for. So <laughs> Go for it, go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've... Yeah. Um, We've had um, a really fun week, eh, so Yeah, super fun week. Um, we've been out and about on the road. We've been we've been traveling and we've done a, a beautiful and prophetic gathering activation day last weekend with some amazing new friends that we have. I which I just it's actually just the joy of my heart is gathering with other um, others and oh, isn't it, Jenna? Just like I'm making new friends. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so so good, and it's funny because. Um, so Zoe and I run some, we do a few different things, but one thing that we do, um, in case you weren't aware, is run like day, um, kind of 10 to 3-ish, um, we call them retreat day, retreat days, mm-hmm. and um, they're kind of like intensives where we do some activation, some teaching, and some practical things together all around um, basically hearing God and having practice in that and um, it's funny because then as soon as you are in that environment we're always that little bit nervous going to be completely vulnerable <laughs> but um, but as soon as we get there it's like you're just with these like-minded people and there's something about brothers and sisters in the Lord you know as cheesy as that can sound there's just something about being in family when we know Jesus and come to spend our day focusing on him so always feels mm. like meeting with family even though we don't know them <laughs> it's the most amazing thing and I just love Jenna that as we honor the spirit of prophecy and revelation and um and that's God's spirit that he will always more than willing pour out in that place and start to flow and it's like a tap that can't be put off it just it's I mean he's just so he's that mighty river that just continues to flow and he's not holding back from us hey he's not holding back from um his voice from us just some such good reminders and then um and I mean wasn't it amazing to chat to Bronwyn last week it was just so beautiful her heart for tuning into God's voice and um well done to Debbie who won her book that we gave away (laughs) so good enjoy that Mm. And I'm just laughing at you saying how God's like that mighty river because um, you've just reminded me that yesterday we were having a conversation with a great friend of ours and he was saying that he feels like at the moment one way that God's speaking to him feels like a fire hydrant. <laughs> it's like not a dripping tap. He, he was just saying, oh boy, it's just like every corner I turn, there it is. And it's like this fire hydrant just pouring out. So that might be you as well today but it also might not be and you know what it's okay if it's not as well you're not missing out on anything you are um in a place where you get to talk to God about what that looks like now and next maybe you're not hearing him because the way he's been speaking to you is changing and he's gonna start speaking in a new way so don't feel downhearted if you feel like I wish I had a fire hydrant of voice of God in my life Maybe he's going to come to you as a deep spring or as something else. So, <laughs> oh, well, just the presence of God just fell in the room. 
Thank you, Lord. I can't but just stand and honor you, Lord Jesus, right now. Wow, just on that word of Jenna's heart was just so powerful, guys. And I thank you. Thank you, Jenna, for speaking that, that river flowing out of you. Um, just receive it, those who's, who've just really encountered God through that this morning. He's good and he's working and you're not missing anything. Praise you, God. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> oh, you're so good, God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, really, Jenna, that actually, and Lita, that actually really leads on so, you know, amazing how God just brings segues <laughs> for us. But um, <laughs> if you guys know Jenna and her, we like, we love to have a think about what God wants to say, but then we just actually allow that river to flow and, and let him take us where he wants us to. And that's, that takes practice. So if you're in that journey, again, you're in that journey of practicing to let that happen. And like, just like we are we're on a journey together. Yeah. And um, oh, it's amazing. Oh my goodness. Can I just say, um, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No. But, um, I've been studying this book called Weeds, of, Weeds Among the Wheat by Thomas Green. And he talks about hearing God and, and discerning God's voice in terms of being in a river, like you just said. And he talks about it in terms of floating. He says that when we're swimming, we're trying. So we're really actively trying to stay afloat. When we do nothing, we sink. But when we just relax and trust and just do the little things that we feel prompted naturally to do to keep us afloat, <laughs> we just float with the river wherever the river is taking us. When we swim, we direct where we're going. When we sink, we don't have a say because we go down. But when we're just floating, we're going where God as the river is actually taking us and leading us to. And it takes a little bit of work to, you know, to keep us afloat. But in general, it's pretty effortless. And so um, I love that you just shared that. I wanted to yeah hey why don't we why don't we just um go off track let's jump in the river and let's actually float for a bit why don't you stop why don't you shut your eyes in this moment see yourself standing in a river and see yourself just letting go for a moment not trying to swim not trying to just be there <laughs> the water's beautiful and warm and you feel safe and why don't you just let yourself float for a moment? So good. God, we just, we just release anything that we're carrying this morning, Father. And we choose to just be with you. How beautiful. I just saw myself floating, like <laughs> saw myself from bird's eye view, like floating around in a circle, just like not even going anywhere, just just enjoying the sun on my face and the um oh the water on my back. So. That's so cool. Yeah, and I saw myself like um more like face down, like trying to look oh, at all the, like trying to look at what's underneath <laughs> the water. Oh, I love it. I was like flying like starfish in the water. What's going on down there? I was just taking a look and <laughs> oh, I wonder what that looks like for you, you know, this morning. Um, yeah, or today or this evening, whenever you're listening, pop us a message and tell us yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think um God is so good. And as we humble ourselves in these crazy places and do things that just seem so out of the ordinary in our everyday life, counterculture. Um, is just an exciting place to be Jenna because I've been this week 
I can't get my heart and mind off um, something I've been studying through the School of Faith, and I've been looking at, um, I'm just going to find the scripture for you guys. It's 2 Samuel 6, verse 13. And this is the part where, um, you know, David is finally king of Israel. You know, he goes through a process, you know, you know, you know, he gets that anointing mm. and nothing looks like it's actually happening. And then he actually becomes king of Judah for mm. seven years before he becomes king of the whole of Israel. So he's just become the king of the whole of Israel. And um, he, um, he also gets them, the Saul's army, Saul's department to send Saul's daughter over to him, Michael, um, to be his wife as well. And, um, and I know, you know, the famous story where he's carrying the ark to Obed-Edom and then somebody touches in the ark, falls. And you remember that? And then it's, mm. the ark stays with Obed-Edom and then, um, and God blesses Obed-Edom's house. And then, so then, then David goes back and gets the ark. And this is the moment when he's carrying the ark back into, you know, the city. And we, we kind of know this so well. I don't know. Um, I'll read it through. And it's, and it says from verse 13, and so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces and sacrificed oxen and the fattened sheep, that David danced before the Lord with all his might, not with some of his might, with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. And so David and all the house of Israel brought the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of trumpet. trumpet. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through the window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And so they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle, and David erected it. And they continued to bring burnt offerings. And, um, you know, and um, David, it goes on to say, and then David, um, verse 20, then David returned to bless his household and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today? She's being sarcastic here, like <laughs> in a good way. Uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids and the servants as one of those base fellows shamelessly uncovering himself. And so David says to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel and therefore I will play music before the Lord and I will be even more undignified than this and I will be humble in my own sight hmm. <gasps> oh, what a story <laughs> what a story and what's going on here there's there's, so David, <laughs> there's David like reckless abandonment like and then there's Michael this other viewpoint of Michael just sitting watching it and actually becoming bitter and hard and like missing that move of God and I think like we can look at both stories and and I think I can put myself maybe in both both those boats at some stage of our life you know um David's position and Michael's position and what are your thought, first thoughts Jenna before I dive in even more <laughs> oh man well the very first thing I thought was um just around the fact that for them, the ark represented God's being and his presence, right? And so having it away from them, imagine us now, we get to live in the benefits of Jesus' death and what he did for us. We get to live with his presence in us now, which I think we all take for granted because we're human. <laughs> um, what, how, 
just even the story even that like what what does it look well yeah I don't even know you know how would that look for us that if imagine not having God's presence imagine having to even just live a day without it and then what would it feel like when you knew that he came back what would it feel like when you knew you felt him back again back with you in his presence close again of course you'd want to just like go mental feel like of course you would oh my gosh <laughs> and that whole thing like I'm never letting you go again I'm never like, letting you go don't uh, leave me again no <laughs> I will I will recklessly abandon myself well Jenna I think because I think there's so much about this um there's so many so much I want to talk about in this and it's just just bursting within me at the moment but like first of all my whole <laughs> life I've thought that David danced naked yeah, I, mean, I don't know where that came from. I mean, that's okay. Come on. People. That's what we taught, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, hello. Actually, I should read the word. And it very clearly says there, he danced in his ephod. It does not say he danced no. naked. So <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So let's just put that aside, right? <laughs> and that visual can finally go from my mind. Yeah. <laughs> we can embrace the story. <laughs> we can embrace the story and hope, you know, David danced. Um, and you know, what is the ephod? You know, what that is just, even that point is just so incredible how David chose to take off his kingly garments and put on the ephod which was the clothes that everyone else was wearing he became like just everyone else it wasn't removing it's like us removing our crowns it's like us actually that humbling ourselves childlike faith like I'm just taking that all off and I'm just gonna worship God Mm. I'm just going to give him everything. Got nothing to prove and nothing to lose. <laughs> just and, everything I have is yours. Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, we have the perspective of Michael seeing him and like, what are you doing? How can you let people see you like that? You know, and I think, and, you know, it's part of the journey. Like you might've had part, that might've been part of your journey. You don't quite, might not quite have understood like a move of God happening, but um you know, God's taking us all on that journey of you know, with him, you know, right, and showing us more. And, you know, we really just want to encourage you to lean into him and, and experience that goodness, you know. So um, this, this is an incredible story that stood out to me, Jenna, this week. In 1743, okay, in England, King George II, this is, this is a factual thing, <laughs> he attended the first performance of Handel's Messiah, which is that hallelujah, hallelujah, and it's, it's oh, a hallelujah yeah. thing, you know, the, um, and they sing, the Lord our God omnipotent reigneth, okay, so that's where it was going, and so as the king, King George, like, walked into the performance, you can just imagine, in the royal opera house, <laughs> or whatever it was, um, and as we know this, when, we, when uh, like, a statesman, or a president, or somebody walks into the room, right, we stand, so everyone stood as he walked into the <clears> room, <throat> to this first performance of Handel's Messiah, and when he sat down, everybody then could sit down and enjoy the performance, you know. And so halfway through this performance, as they started singing the hallelujah, because the whole Handel's Messiah is quite long. It's a whole, you know, performance. But this part, when they started singing the hallelujahs, the Lord our God omnipotent reigneth, um, King George stood. Like no one had ever done this before, a king so then everybody else stood because like, okay, the king's standing. Everyone else stood. And um, they kept on standing while he kept on standing. And that's what they did. And, um, you know, and that's why I think that's where it comes from, that we stand, the standing ovation that we even have today. I just think how wow. counterculture in those days it would have been for somebody to make a move like that that seemed 
mm. not the done thing. And I wonder what was going through his mind. Like, should I stand? But I'm the king. Like, everyone's going to stand if I stand. And um, <laughs> what's going to happen if I stand? You know, all those things. But he just stood and he let go of his, um, you know, let go of his, you know, he was humble. And afterwards they asked him, like, why did you stand? And he said, it's customary to stand when royalty enters the room. Mm. And my king of kings entered the room at that moment. Wow. Wow. Oh, I think, wow. I wonder what, how we in our everyday life make standing moments that humbles ourselves, um, that's actually changing everything around us. Like, I don't, sometimes I think, you know, that was a little move. I don't know if he knew the impact that was going to have. And sometimes I think, like, how we do, like, when we let go and the impact that it could actually have. Mm-hmm. And, it just comes with this sense of um like it's bravery in its time right where now that might we I mean what are we just stand in a performance actually probably not that would be a bit mm. weird to do that <laughs> now mm. you know but um I think when there's this it's not something that can be forced I think is where I'm going with this it's like this feeling of complete submission in mm. a holy way, not mm. in a, you know, somehow submission can be like a cruel thing, but this yeah. is like a, this like, oh God, I actually just can't help but respond right now. I can't, mm. I, I actually can't not do this. <laughs> I, yeah. have, I have to respond in some way right now and I don't care who sees it. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm. It's different. It's, it's a choice, isn't it? It's like yeah. oh, we were joking before, guys, about how like um, I said, oh, if only you guys could see me in my morning praise and worship session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who else does that, but like puts the headphones on and you know sometimes being all nice and serene and like just lovely praising and being calm <laughs> and sitting. And then sometimes I just gotta get up and dance around the room, and it's I, I just I love it, and I just let go. And like David said, he danced and he swirled around, and like oh, I just think that whole that is, you know, that, uh, that actually that kind of worship to you I learned this as well is called tahila, not tequila, tahila, <laughs> which also means halal. And it means to sing that hallelujah and just abandon mm-hmm. everything. And I really feel like, you know, that's one of the ways, I mean, many ways that God inhabits our praises is we just like, yeah, just let it go. Pour it all on out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Mm. Oh, I wonder what that will look like for us all as we go about our days and our it's nearly the weekend here so what that's going to look like but everything that you know Zoe and I just love chatting about these things because there's some things that are bubbling up in us and you might have different things or things that are going on as well but there's something that we can take from this feeling of being able to be uninhibited in our praise and uninhibited in the way that we live that it just um, it's just us floating down the river it's like that's what it kind of comes down to it doesn't take heaps of work and it's not like force it's just but it's just something that just we choose to let it just naturally happen and that's what that's what comes from it so oh gosh so good so so good oh uh, we love you guys and um we just really are blessing you and your homes and your families your jobs every wholesome thing that you're putting your hands to over this next week and um we just really believe that God is speaking to you whether it feels like it or not right now we know he's right there with you and um 
just really believing that he will make himself known to you in a deeper way every single day.